Perfect. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the V Brown Bag webinar. Um, tonight, I am excited to present to you uh, Riley. We're going to be doing a continuation of the Python for DevOps series, talking with Python developers and learning how to level up our skills. Um, as I said, uh, th tonight we're going to be talking to Riley Chase. Um, he is going to be presenting how he started a VPN service using WordPress, Python scripts, and Vulture. Um, but for, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on one second. Here we go. Oh, so much prettier. There we go. Um, but first, let's get in on the conversation. If you at vbrownbag or hashtag vbrownbag on Twitter, I will be paying attention and listening to the tweets. Um, if you want to pose us with questions there or within the Q&A session inside of the, um, the webinar chat forum, I will be um, uh, fielding both of those questions for Riley. Um, so once again, we have Riley Chase. He is at underscore rchase underscore. Notice those are not dunderscores. That's a Python joke because he's very not immutable. Um, and uh, my name is Chris Williams. I make really, really bad jokes, and I'm at Mistwire. So without further ado, Riley, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me make you presenter. And then I can Great. stop making really bad jokes. <laughs> All right. All right let me know you can, can you see my screen. No more dirty IP addresses. <laughs> so uh, this is Ghostify, and um, it's uh, it's powered by Python, and it's uh, there's a lot of kind of DevOps stuff that I thought would be relevant to this talk because. Uh, it's all about uh, creating servers with code and installing things on servers and um, automating um, the workflow of, uh, of that. So basically, the, the way that it works is um, if you've ever used a VPN before, like private internet access or, um, or one of the other uh, popular ones, um, you're, you're sharing an open VPN server with people. So you're sharing bandwidth and you're sharing the IP address and stuff. And so um, my idea was uh, if everyone could have their own server, it'd be a lot faster. And uh, by not sharing the IP address, the, uh, the no dirty IP address thing comes from um, when I was using it, I would go to websites sometimes with my private internet access VPN and get uh, blocked because um, someone had done something bad with that IP address and got themselves blocked from a popular website or whatever. So with this, you you get a your your own IP address and everything, um, but uh, so going into the the Python code, um, this is what it looks like. <laughs> I'm not really sure where to start with it. Um, well, why why don't we start with the uh, the imports, or what what's what does what does an import do, Riley? <laughs> so. Um, <clears throat> I have a lot of libraries that I'm using. Uh, an import is where you, uh, you're importing someone else's code or your own code. Like in this case, uh, this from config import star, I'm actually importing my own, um, my own Python file, which is not here because I didn't want to accidentally click on it. So I deleted it out of my folder for this presentation. But that's where I have all my passwords at. So that allows me to flip through here um, and show you guys stuff without exposing my passwords. Like right here where it says uh, DB password, it's pulling from this config file. Mm -hmm. um, hey, uh, Riley, real quick. Um, is, is your audio a little bit, your, your audio is a little bit wonky. It's coming in a little bit uh, choppy. 
You know what? Let me call in from the the uh, the phone instead, so that we can get rid of any. Okay. Or, or you, you switched mics. Previously, the mic was the mic was fine. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a nice microphone, but it's not showing up in the um, connection here. Let me see if I can do the the call the dial in. Okay. Sure. While we're waiting, I'll continue to hum the theme to Jeopardy. Do no, I'm, never mind. I won't do that. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah, I called in on my phone. Um, yeah, I had some some issues connecting. Of course, uh, Windows decided to do updates right before the meeting started. So <laughs> sorry about that. Awesome. But, no um, worries. But yeah, so um, so we were talking about um, the the Python script. So the way that it, I'll kind of give you the overview of how the website works. Um, I'm not a I've only been programming for a couple of years, and like when I made this, uh, it was only a few months ago. But I didn't, um, I didn't feel like confident enough at programming to make the whole website and user registration and payment and all that stuff. So I actually used WordPress to um, WordPress and plugins. So when someone goes to purchase, it it actually is all um, being processed by the WordPress website and then Stripe Payment Gateway plugin. So um, when they go to checkout, they put in their credit card and everything, and then it creates a row in a database, and then I have the Python script that runs on a cron job. So every one minute, the Python script runs automatically and checks to see if anyone signed up, and then if they did, it builds them a VPN server and installs uh, OpenVPN um, onto the server. And then this dashboard I made, and uh, I wrote this in PHP um, as a custom WordPress page. So um, from here, the user can um, select which provider they want to have the server installed on, which I haven't finished writing that feature yet. But the main feature is they can select which location they want, and then they can rebuild the server. Um, and uh, all they have to do is click download file to, uh, to get connected to the VPN using an OpenVPN client. Nice. Um, and then I was gonna, I was gonna demonstrate that as well on my, uh, like getting connected to the VPN. I was gonna demonstrate that on my virtual machine, but that's what crashed my computer earlier when I opened this up. Because the name is Crasher, so that makes perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> See, you're um, just taunting the demo gods yeah. with a name like that. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, so there, there are. Uh, there's a lot of functions um, in here. Um, the main the main script runs. This is the main main.py. So this is what runs every minute. And um, <clears throat> so when this runs, it does a uh, a query to the database. So 
if you look here, uh, I have a variable that's called active subscriptions, and uh, it does a query to the database to find the table um, WP, so WordPress, Easy Digital Downloads, Subscription IDs. Mm -hmm. um, so what it's doing basically is it's looking in the table to find um, which servers are active and then um, Sorry, it's actually been a while since I looked at this. It's confusing. But um, it basically... Well, hold on. Can, uh, you, can you scroll up for a second? Yeah, go ahead. So the, so the session query, it, re it returns a list, and, and then you're taking the list and putting that into the variable active servers, and then you're iterating through the active servers using a for loop? Correct. So, um, so for server and active servers, if server one pass else servers to destroy append so it's creating a list of servers to destroy um so it says if subscription i gotta read my own comments it's been a while so the if subscription exists for the server skip it else append it to the server to destroy list um and i can't remember why that is i'm, I'm the same way with my I'm, I'm the yeah. same way with my code. I have to remember what I was doing. Like, why did I do that? Um, I was going to get to the part where it builds the servers instead of destroying the servers. Um, so okay. This is when, when someone is canceling. It's, it's making a list of servers to destroy. And then it will, um, <clears throat> this is a thread. So for each server that needs to destroy, it spawns a new thread. That way, um, otherwise, uh, if I hadn't used threading, it would get, uh, it would get bogged down um delete like creating one server at a time it takes like you know like five or ten minutes to create a server install open vpn and like do all the things it has to do so like if i wasn't using threading it could take uh, a long time to do that hmm. versus uh with threading it does it all at the same time so i'm actually logging into the database right now to uh to show uh some of the rows here Um, so this is the the admin, and I'm going to be careful in here to not expose any customer information. But um, hmm. but basically, I created these pages, like this API page and the download page, and this is like the user control panel page. And then um, you can see these are where I wrote the PHP for that. So um, when you're looking at the uh, the user da the user dashboard, that's PHP that is pretty simple like it just retrieves the row from the database and shows like which server you have that logged into mm -hmm. so um oh wait no it was in chrome that i was logged in so like this is just retrieving the server row and the server row in the database is um this so uh and this is created by python so really without this, so um, it starts off when someone signs up, right? So you sign up to buy a server. Um, WordPress creates a row in this table, um, WP EDD subscriptions. Mm -hmm. And EDD is Easy Digital Downloads. They create a plugin that has the Stripe integration to accept the payment and stuff. So when someone signs up, all that WordPress does is create a row right here with the customer ID, the period, so like monthly, the amount, so $19. Uh, recurring $19 and then um, 
the product ID is like the ID of which product they purchased. So the VPN product. And um, <clears throat> so what my program does is it's, uh, let's go back to that Python. So when, when someone's purchased, um, they will have this row created, but they won't have a, uh, they won't have a, a server row created here. Because um, until that Python script runs for the first time, they won't have a server created because the, the Python script creates the server, right? Hmm. So that's how Python knows when it needs to create a uh, server is because it checks, it compares the servers table to the subscriptions table. And then it finds out, oh, there's a subscription that doesn't have a server. I need to build it. So I'll show you what that code actually looks like in here. Um, it would be under main.py. Um, so I create a list right here, servers to create equals list. And then um, let's find out where, <laughs> where it appends to that list. So here it is. So um, for subscription in active subscriptions and active subscriptions is um, this. So session.query. Um, so this is a SQL query. Um, it's a little bit abstracted. Um, have you ever worked with an ORM before? Do you know what an ORM is? I, I do not, no. Okay, so, um, and I'm sure some of the um, listeners probably haven't heard of an ORM either. So an ORM is like, have you written SQL before? Like select star from database where name equals this or something, you know? Yeah, I've done that. Have you written? Okay, so so an ORM, it's, uh, it's uh, I think if I, hopefully, hopefully I get this right, object relation relational management or something like that. But basically it turns database things into Python objects. So like um, it makes it easier to do queries like this, but um, I could have just as easily written select star from subscriptions where, you know what I mean? So like this is just a way of writing it differently, but it's the same thing. It converts back to a SQL. So anyways, the point is that the, um, this is grabbing all the active subscriptions. So session query subscription comma server. So it's joining the server table with the subscription table. And then it's filtering by subscription status is active. So, um, so where there is a, an active subscription and a server, that's what it's returning. Um, I think so then so then for for each subscription okay now this makes sense so for each subscription in the active subscriptions and you remember the active subscriptions is a server joined with us with a um a server joined with the subscription table <laughs> basically what this is saying is if you find that the subscription has both a server and a subscription so if it has a server and a subscription, skip it, meaning it, these are the ones that are already created. So these ones are getting skipped. Um, otherwise, if it's not created, then it's saying uh, add it to the list servers to create, right? Gotcha, okay. So um, that's how we, complicated way of how we figure out um, uh, which servers need to be created. So then let's go to the, is it cool if I just walk through how to create how it creates a server? Does that sound like a good idea? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. This, so, this is your presentation. Um, Do with it what you want. 
um, so, uh, so it's going to create the server. Um, this is or this is a list of servers that need to be created. So let's see what where else it mentions that. So the next time it mentions servers to create is um, right here, actually. So these are functions. So these aren't actually running until they get called. So they're just sitting there. So down here, uh, results. So this is where I start spawning threads. So one thread for each um, <clears throat> for each server to create. So like I said, instead of creating a one server at a time which could take so say we have three people signed up at the same time um it would take like uh if each server takes five minutes it would be 15 minutes before that third person got their server ready so rather than doing that i'm using threading so it spawns three new threads and they each build a server at the same time so that third person will get their server five minutes later and so will the first person you know what i mean gotcha yep so um so this is spawning a thread and it's it's putting in um, it's putting in uh, the servers to create as the input to thread servers to create, which is a function. So when it says self right here, it's passing in that that row that we were talking about, which is the subscription uh, the uh, subscription row. So it's passing this data right here um, to uh, thread servers to create. And um, thread service to create is going to uh, create a server. <laughs> so it says uh, the the main function that's going on here is uh, it's getting the username and email address out of the user's table. And then it is creating a new server object. And then it is creating that server right here. So this is the most important part of this function is new server.create. And then if we go to models.py, this is where um, this is where all that ORM stuff is. So this is how uh, this is how uh, the ORM connects to the database. So these match up to the database uh, columns. So like if you're looking at a recurring amount right here, mm -hmm. that translates to recurring amount right here. So it's a connection between the ORMs, just a connection between the database and Python without having to do the, the querying. So you have to define that stuff here. But um, anyway, so when it goes to create the, the uh, server, where were we? Let's see, um, main.py thread service to create. When it goes to new server.create, so let's go look for the create function here. Um, all the way down here I'm pretty sure here it is so define create so when I'm saying server dot create this is what's um, happening and you can see it's pretty short so for the entire for the entire server create function all it is is like what is this 20 lines of code mm -hmm. but it is um, <clears throat> these 20 lines of code are calling a bunch of other functions that I wrote so, right. um, but it, it's, it's nice because now I can just tell you what it's doing without having to read line by line of every single thing that's going on. So when it says uh, the create function gets run and then um, it's uh, creating a Cloudflare DNS record for it. Mm -hmm. So um, it's uh, that function is calling, so Cloudflare is where I have the domain DNS hosted. 
so uh, it creates an A record like uh, my server is G04. So it creates an A record for G04.ghostify.net and points it to the IP address. Um, <clears throat> and actually, I skipped a step self.createVPS. So first, it creates a VPS on Vulture. Once that VPS, it keeps on getting the status of it until it's done installing. And then um, once it's done installing, it prints VPS status complete. And then it creates that Cloudflare DNS record with the IP address of the server. Right. And then as long as that, as long as that um, DNS record comes back and it was successfully created, it'll print, uh, you know, we created the DNS record successfully. And this is just printing stuff for me to debug. It's not going to, it's not going to show to the users or anything like that. Right, right. Um, so then it'll install OpenVPN. It'll download the OVPN file, which is the file that the user will will need to connect to his server. And uh, basically when it says get OVPN file, it means it's downloading it from the server that was just created and it saves it on DigitalOcean Spaces. And then it um, it tars, so it zip, basically zips up the entire uh, server configuration directories and saves them to uh, DigitalOcean Spaces. And um, and then it, that's pretty much it. It sends an email saying, uh, thanks for using the Ghostify. Your VPS has finished. Log in to find your OVPN file and connect to your devices. Um, and then this is the function that sends that email. So that's the, that's the whole create, the whole, whole way that it gets created. So each one of those um, self.underscores, that's another defined function elsewhere in the Python script as well, yes? Yeah, so these are all custom little functions that I wrote. So um, if you go and look at one of them, like create VPS, mm -hmm. you can find it right here. And um, there's a fun, it's, there's a little um, variable being passed that's new. Because there's different types of creating a VPS. You could be rebuilding one or um, creating a new one, or there's different types, you know, but... Um, <laughs> But all that does is call this URL right here to Vulture and do server slash create, and then it passes it um, what host name it wants and uh, location and all that stuff, and that's how it gets created. It's just like one line, really. Wow. So when when you were creating this Python script, when you when you were trying to put this whole thing together, did did you have yeah. an did you have an overarching idea of how you wanted all the puzzle pieces to fit together did you use a mind map to like assemble this assemble it how, how did how did you how did you envision this and how did how did you first like when you when you first started that first main.py how did you how did you like put it all together so i actually just wrote it out on paper and um i knew what i wanted to create which is uh i wanted to create a better vpn service that um there's kind of a backstory to it. Like I was using a VPN every day um, for a while and I, I was getting annoyed with how slow it was. So I started using VPS uh, instead and I found out it was way faster. Um, but I'm scrolling back in time on Twitter to show you like some of my early drawings of like the dashboard and like stuff like that. Um, but it was really just, I do a lot of like drawing on paper and um, like here's like my first drawing that I posted back in November and then I, I made it look like, so like this is what I want it to look like and then here's what it actually looked like. like it's pretty similar. <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah. Um, 
but yeah um i also wrote a bunch of blog posts about uh i really put a lot of thought into um making it modular like this because um something that's funny is uh this is actually my second uh software like project that i started and the first one i made was hostify and it's the same thing it's the same idea where i use wordpress as the front end and then python is build the servers and does all this stuff in the back end and wordpress is just used for people to sign up and uh the reason i'm not doing a presentation today on how i built hostify is because um the code that i wrote um it was it did not look uh nice and clean with functions and everything it was literally several thousand lines of code um sequentially with no functions or classes uh raw sql queries no orm so um to this day, I haven't rewritten it yet. <laughs> I need my to-do list because it still works. But whenever right. something doesn't work, I have to dig through like a needle in a haystack to like find out like what's wrong with it, you know? So um, I was very like deliberate about like making things very modular. So you can see each function does something very small and specific. Right. And then if I have a problem, like if, if the VPS is not getting created properly, I just have to look at you know, what is this, 30 lines of code? I can figure that out. But right. looking at several thousand lines of code, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> you don't know where it breaks. Yeah. I, I think, I think the term for that is spaghetti code. Is that right? It's exactly, it's spaghetti code. And um, now I'm on, I'm working on my third project. And I have to say like each time I've gotten like significantly better at programming each time that I do this, Mm -hmm. So like this is my third one that I'm doing and I've gotten off of WordPress now I'm using uh, PHP Laravel and I love it. I really like it so much better but um, I'm trying to make another little software thing um, and this time I'm going to write the code even better I'm sure then you know because each time you do it you just learn um, get better at it so sure right so so but um, yeah in in, ter in terms of I mean this this is this is fantastic stuff this is this is exactly you know the, the, the kinds of things that I wanted to get when we were doing this um, do do you like when when you first got into it you said that you've been uh, programming for a couple of years now how where yeah. did you where did you start how did you how did you go from a couple of years ago to now writing multiple websites you know start, starting a, a fairly a good a good business for yourself thanks. Yeah, um, I always like um, talking about uh, like helping people like with that how to get started phase. Um, and um, so when I got started a few years ago, um, I think it was 2015 is when I wrote my first Python program that actually did something other than like multiplication or, you know, like something like out of a tutorial book. Like okay. I actually wrote a program that did something. Hmm. And I think it was like, Two years before that, that I had been reading, watching uh, podcasts like this. Um, I'd been reading books on programming and it just didn't click. And uh, I think it was like at least two years of just like uh, reading and thinking that by reading I was learning. But um, what I realized is that I really didn't start learning until I wrote that first program. And um, it's hard for people to pick their first program, I think. But um, to give you an example of what my first program was, it was, uh, it was a uh, command line Python program that interacted with a game server over a TCP socket. Mm -hmm. So it was basically like a, this old game server that exposed a TCP socket where you could connect and um, send ASCII back and forth. So if you ever use like Telnet, you could like log into like a Telnet kind of interface. And I wanted to automate like um, sending messages on this uh, chat server and like doing stuff like that. 
So like one of my first programs too was like a brute forcer. Like it, um, it was really simple. It'd be like uh, you go to connect to the TCP socket and you receive the login prompt and then you send a username and then it comes back with the password prompt and you send the password. And then if login equals fails, continue else like dump that to uh, account hacked.txt or something like that. So like one of my first programs was like a little hacking brute force or whatever. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, finding your first program and um, like, I think that's like the most important thing is like to start uh, making something that you think is interesting and um, uh, stay away from like the tutorials that are not interesting like how to do a to-do list app or like something that is like boring like try to find something that automates something that you find actually interesting nice very cool uh you end up rewinding your phone right through to improve no uh so a, a comment from Graham, uh, you'll end up rewriting your pro first program two or three times as you iterate through improvements. Um, and uh, one question from George, um, why not use a queue instead of a one minute cron job to create slash destroy servers? Great question. All right. So there's a, there's a great queuing library for Python called uh, Celery. And um, to be honest, I'm just not a good, I'm not a very good programmer. <laughs> like I don't, uh, I try to learn as much as I can, but um, uh, at the end of the day, I try to just make things work. Um, but I would like to learn how to use the queuing program. It's something I was actually evaluating once again, making my third um, website here, where it's gonna be another server hosting website. And I was evaluating whether I should use Celery or not. And I started going down that path again, and I just still felt a little bit overwhelmed by it. And um, this just works. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, I'm just not very good at programming. <laughs> so, so you you say that, but you ju you just gave the best argument on the entire planet for doing something. This works. You know, it's it's a there, there's <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's yeah. a lot of different ways to skin things. There's a lot of different modules to learn. There's a lot of different ways that you can do things. But if but if this scales for your needs and this is working now, that's a fantastic reason why you're not using queuing. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, being said, I mean, no it's always good to learn, too. Um, something that's funny that I've learned is that um, when I didn't know, I didn't know how to do, like, you just have to, when you first start programming, you just have to do whatever you can do and not worry about whether it's the right way. Like, as long as it gets the job done, it, you know, it's okay. I mean, there's security you have to consider as well. There's a right and wrong way to do security, but um, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to accomplish something as long as it works for you. But, um, uh, as I've progressed in programming, I've been, uh, it's actually been getting easier and I've been writing things better, um, which is good. Uh, but uh, sometimes doing things the easy way, it can come back to get you, <laughs> you know, like I said, with the spaghetti code and stuff. Right. So um, you shouldn't have to you shouldn't worry about that at first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the first thing you want to do is actually like just, just write something, get get in there, do a project, and and get going on it. So, um, yeah. In, in terms in terms of like projects and research and stuff like that, what what kinds of what kinds of resources have you used and do you use now? Um, I mean, other than Stack Overflow and Stack Exchange, do you have anything that like you always hit that you're when when you're when you're chewing on something or when you're trying to learn something? Um, yeah. So like. Um, 
uh, early on, like I said, I did a lot of like reading about programming and I really learned that um, programming is one of those things that you can't learn just um, by reading. You have to be doing it. And uh, it's like, it's like if you were to read about how to become a better writer, I think like you, you have to, there's certain things that you can't learn by not doing them. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, so with programming, the way that it works, and I always wondered how people, I want to um, uh, talk about like a common myth or confusion that I had when I first started programming was uh, when you see me talking right now about how this function does that and this does that and it seems overwhelming um, just think that like I didn't sit down and uh, open up this text editor and just start typing out all these thousands of lines of code um, the way that I learned to program is um, I know what I want to do like I, I know I want to create a VPS and um, I don't just start typing out this is how to create a VPS. Like I Google, like, like uh, how to create a VPS on Vulture API, and then um, you know here comes the the API documentation on Vulture, and then I search for create, and then I start reading. This is where I start reading. Is uh, that's not the right function, but um, I start reading their their documentation here, and uh, a lot of stock. Stack overflow, um, copy and pasting for sure, and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, a lot of uh, just reading the documentation and um, knowing what you want to do, and just figuring out how other people have already done something similar, and breaking your what you want to do into smaller steps. So instead of googling how do I create a VPN service, I Google how do I create a VPS, how do I install the VPN, how do I get the VPN out of the VPN. You know, so it's like breaking into smaller steps that you could find that other people have worked on before, I think. Excellent advice. Yes, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Cool. What was there was there anything else that you wanted to drill into or anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, this this has all been fantastic. I'm not saying that that you know talk more. I'm just I'm uh, I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm I'm very this is this is yeah. fantastic stuff. So this this is great. Um, I just I really like um, uh, the DevOps side of uh, programming, and Python's the best language, and now's the best time to learn. Um, I think that um, anyone who's listening that. Um, no matter what you do at work, I think that adding programming to almost any um, almost any job is becoming like uh, super useful. And it's not just like useful, like oh, you're gonna make more money. It's like it's useful, like this is gonna like automate your this is gonna make your life easier. You're gonna get your work done faster. Like there's so much stuff I started doing at my job because I knew how to program, and other people that I work with didn't that um, I'll give an example because I know that I think some of the people that follow you are probably network engineers who are trying to learn to program. So like uh, I was working for, I was on a contract for like a, a big company and uh, they had to do an upgrade for like, uh, like a hundred like Cisco switches. Hmm. And so they gave me this uh, assignment. They're like, Hey, um, our senior engineer, he's going to do the actual upgrades. But like as the, the more junior engineer, we want you to, um, to, uh, we want you to just download the firmware image onto each Cisco switch and um, prep the image. And there's like other steps involved. Like sometimes like a switch would not have enough memory. So like I'd have to delete some stuff off of it before I could like get the file onto it. And like um, there's a couple of different types of switches. So they had different types of firmware that need to be loaded onto them. Well, they gave me a couple of weeks to do it. And uh, I came back uh, the next day, I was like, it's done. They're like, how the hell did you do it? Well, I wrote a program 
and uh, I, I basically just wrote a program and I made it multi-threaded. So it did it all at one time and it went through a series of checks. It took me like a day to write it and it would go through and check which type of switch it is, um, clear off some of the old firmware that was on the switch, download that the correct switch image, and then it would uh, check it to make sure that it downloaded correctly, prep it for you know the next guy, and it was all automated. So, <laughs> like, I think stuff like that is uh, really cool. Um, yeah. And I think we're just going to see more and more of that um, uh, because it's becoming a lot easier to do stuff like that because of the libraries that are out there, like NetMiko. I don't know if you, um, what's the guy's name? Kirk Byers, I think, that made NetMiko. Um, NetMiko is a Python library specifically for SSHing into um, Cisco switches and other uh, types of command lines like that, network command lines. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the name of that again? <laughs> NetMiko. Paramiko is like the standard library for like SSHing into Linux servers and stuff. Okay. Like this guy who does, uh, I think his name's Kirk Byers. He does uh, Python for network engineers, and uh, he has his own business where he does uh, courses and stuff like that. And um, but he wrote the library in Python um, that uh, that that makes it easier to uh, interact with Cisco command line stuff. Netmiko Python and other, network engineers. Nice. He says regularly tested, like it's Cisco, Juniper, HP, so for network equipment. Um, he wrote a library that makes it really easy to interact with uh, those type of command lines and stuff. So I used his library to um, to write this program, and I open sourced it to um, Cisco Switch Upgrade or something. Riley Chase GitHub Cisco Switch Upgrade. Uh, let's see, I'll pull it up real quick. But uh, I think that's one of the more fun things I did at work. That, uh, and uh, I really think um, after I did that, the, the guy who was the manager there was like really impressed and everything. So then he, um, on a team of network engineers, like 10 network engineers, I was the only one that knew how to program. And then, um, but the manager, he also knew how to program. So we started teaming up and like automating all this stuff. And then um, he wanted to, uh, it was a big company, so he wanted to report to like the executives and tell them more information, like statistical information about the network. So we, we ended up writing these programs together that would like log into every single switch, like hundreds of switches in this global network and like count the switch ports that were being used and like do all these statistics and stuff. It was pretty fun. Nice. But, very um, fun. Yeah. But yeah, I have it on my GitHub where I where I did that. Um, this is where it logs into each switch and it see it's checking like if model equals this and if model equals that. And then it like downloads the Cisco firmware from a FTP server that's on the network. And cool. I'll put I'll put all of the uh, I'll put this link in the uh, in the show notes on the on YouTube. But yeah, getting getting started is the hardest part, and it really does get easier and easier. And um, <clears throat> once you've been doing it for a few years, if you, uh, you know, you start off just writing programs, then you start learning, like, just try and do a basic program and then start learning about, don't go into how to learn the whole language at once. Like, try and, don't try and learn classes and, rap, like, I still don't even know how to use a wrapper. Like, there's all kinds of different advanced things in the language that you don't ever really need to use. They just make your life easier if you know how to use them. 
Mm -hmm. So I would say like my advice too is like don't don't try to um, learn every single advanced topic like polymorphing in classes and all these things. Even functions, you don't even need functions. You can just write sequential programs to do one thing at a time. Um, but yeah, just just get started, and then the advanced stuff starts to make more sense the longer you've been doing it. Because after a while, you realize that the more advanced stuff makes your life easier. But at first, it's just too overwhelming. So that's my advice too: is like just do what you can at first, and um, the more advanced stuff will make sense once you've been doing it for a while. And there's like I said, there's stuff that I don't, you know, I've been doing it for years. There's stuff I've never used. I've never written a wrapper in any of my programs or like used polymorphism or anything like that. Very cool. Awesome. That's that's excellent advice. Thank you. Cool. Um, okay. Well, we're we're coming up onto the uh, to to the end of the time. Let me let me uh, let me do a, a quick check of the twitters. Oh, well, b before I before I go there, um, are, are have have you have you have you talked about everything that you wanted to talk about, Riley, or, or is is there more stuff? Yeah. I mean, I was just I'm pretty much just winging it, just showing you guys like you know, <laughs> I hate this thing and. <laughs> You know. You're not supposed to say that out loud when you're being recorded. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just, I'm just, for, I'm just joking. Cool. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Graham has said many things. Uh, we want to learn more. Uh, Netmiko. Oh, Napalm. He's, he's talking about Napalm as well. Um, oh, yeah. I've, heard of I've never used Napalm. Uh, there's there's a lot of folks uh, saying back. thank you very much and uh, and and fantastic information, um, but no no specific questions other than the other than the queuing thing. Um, can you talk a little bit about a little bit about that queuing thing? What was that about? Yeah, so Cron like, versus queuing. Um, let's see, I've never used Salary before, so I can't talk about it very much because I don't know anything about it. But um, basically, uh, from what I understand, you can uh, use it to schedule tasks. So um, I can't. Yeah, I shouldn't talk about it because I don't actually know. Okay. <laughs> but, right. uh, but so, so the test for everybody is Google Celery. Yeah, <laughs> if there is a way. So the only problem with the cron job is so. Uh, well, there's some problems with it, but um, like it runs every minute. So say you know someone could have to wait up to a minute before it even starts running. That's one problem, and then. Um, Another problem is like if it hits an error, it'll sometimes get stuck. So uh, I'll have to go in and restart the script. Um, that happens to me on Hostify a lot. Um, but yeah, it's something I should learn more about. <laughs> as 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 we all should. Awesome. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, Mr. Riley Chase, thank you very much. This this was uh, this was very enlightening. I'll put the if there's any um, additional links that you want me to put into the the video when we post it, please let me know. Um, otherwise, I'll just I'll put your your GitHub repo in in there and uh, and the additional resources. Um, uh, thanks. Uh, great presentation. Nice to hear how Riley was able to grow his skills. Thanks very much. Um, yay, go team! All right. Lots of lots of kudos and thank yous and and no additional questions. So I I will wrap it up from right. my side. <laughs> cool. Um, if anyone has any questions that come up later, um, I love helping people get started programming and beginners and everything. So, um, hit me up on Twitter at at underscore rchase underscore, and um, I'll be happy to help you get started too. Oh, see now you've opened the floodgates. Everybody's gonna come hit you up now. <laughs> I, I I've been uh, I've also I've been live streaming while I'm programming, so I'm making this new uh, thing called Captify, and uh, it's going to be similar 
but instead of WordPress, I'm going to be using uh, Laravel PHP as the place, the thing that takes the payments and stuff. And but I'm still going to use Python as the back end that creates the servers and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually making that live. Um, uh, I've been streaming uh, on Twitch or whatever and Twitter and stuff. So uh, you can come watch me code and hang out too. Give me the um, give me the link uh, for your Twitch stream, and I'll and I'll put that into the uh, I'll put that into the YouTube notes as well. Okay, great. Yeah, it's fun because um, what's funny is like uh, there's there's a few different types of people that watch it, and uh, sometimes there'll be uh, people who are new and they ask questions, and I'll help them uh, get started. And then other times uh, there will be people who are uh, you know much more advanced than me that are giving me tips like, hey, you should try doing it this way or this way would be quicker. And uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool um, uh, streaming. Really? So the only people that I've yeah, heard of that are doing the, the the Twitch live coding streams have been the uh, the technical evangelists over at AWS. Are there are there a lot of people doing that Twitch coding? Yeah, there, there's some people like there's a uh, um, I'm part of like kind of the startup community because I I uh, I'm doing my own full time startup thing now. Hmm. Uh, as of la- as of January, I'm full time on Hostify. It's my uh, my income and everything, and I um, lost my job and stuff. But um, yeah, there's a whole group of people like that uh, do. I'm trying to think. There's like a startup streamers, uh, ship streams. That's what it's called. Ship streams. Um, there's a whole group of people that uh, if I can spell properly, I could show you this website. Shipstreams.com. It's like a collection of people who are um, making stuff and doing it live. Oh, uh, programming. Cool. Shipstreams.com. Yeah, it's, it's a new thing. This has just started in like October, and it kind of got kicked off because they did like a, I'm trying to remember, it was like a 24-hour startup challenge, and it was like whoever could make the coolest startup in 24 hours uh, won. And um, so everyone was like competing and streaming it, and then now they spun off this thing, so. But yeah, it's fun to watch other people code. I mean, it's not yeah. really fun. I mean, it's not something I'm going to sit there and watch for like hours. But I am going to watch the guy with the, yeah. eating the pizza next to the fireplace. Holy crap. Why would you this not guy. watch that guy? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, December, that, that, would be interesting. <laughs> that is so creepy. I'm not watching that. Forget that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Fun. Okay, cool. That's that's a lot of excellent resources. Okay, I'll I'll get the uh, I'll get the links from you offline, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, have all of that all that information posted on the uh, YouTube channel as well. That'll be really cool. Cool. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Th- thanks for coming on. This was this was absolutely fantastic. Great job, Riley. Thanks. All right, everybody else, have a have a wonderful night, and we'll see you again next time.